This is the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app. Where am I? Welcome to... Merrickville. Great to have your company, Sydney. Great to have Lawrence Mooney back in the studios. I tell you what, it's double end of Moon Man this week. It's Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> and Mez, I learned, I, I made a little deal today. I yeah. made a deal with uh, Maggie's kindergarten teacher. She calls it school. It's kindergarten, though. I went along. Um, Maggie was all abuzz yesterday because uh, Virginia, uh, the kindergarten teacher, farted at school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So Maggie just couldn't wait to get home. The best. And uh, she just couldn't stop talking about it. So as I dropped her off today, I said, I'll tell you what, we were uh, we got a lot of stories about you, Virginia, uh, last night at home. And she kind of smiled and she looked at me with a very serious gaze and she said, if you agree to believe 10% of the stories that she tells about me, I'll agree to believe 10% of the story she tells about you. Like, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. What is she been saying? And I said, it's a deal. It's a, it's deal. a deal. Don't call the cops. And she goes, okay, see you, tiny penis. I'm like, shut up. Bit of a change of plan. You know, sometimes mm. we throw, uh, throw our plans out the window, usually before I come to work. Hmm. Uh, I like to throw the plans out the window. In fact, I don't even like to be there for them. Um, let's just uh, let's just sniff the breeze. Take yeah. it as it comes. Well, what you just <laughs> telling me? What I told you about sniffing in the studio. Oh, the oh, breeze. The breeze. Can Snip you put us. some pants on, please? <laughs> Liam? This, this is the workplace, mate. Again, I want to hashtag me too. This stuff, all right? Every week. <laughs> Sick of your behaviour, Loz. You were just saying uh, a moment ago in the at the start of the program that mm. uh, your daughter had a teacher at school who did a pop off in front of yep. the kids, which is so just, it's just Maggie, a heaven sent as a child. Oh, the moment, especially if you're in high school and a teacher farts, it's like all authority's gone. It's now anarchy, mayhem, and it's the rule of the mob. Uh, especially if it's a female teacher, I don't know, I know that's sexist, but if a female teacher farts, mm. it's like okay. I don't think she can come back from that. It's time to apply for a new school. Mm -hmm. But um, Maggie came home. She couldn't have been happier. She was like, oh, did you have a good day at kindergarten? Yes, Virginia farted. It's like, (laughs) oh, really? And she was just on all night. And I said, so I I asked her to describe it. And it's unfortunate if you're a kindergarten teacher. Was it one of those like a lady fluff where they just go, no. Why do women do that? Do you know, that's what they they do. They call it lady fluff. No, they don't. Bikes, we don't make horrendous you, noises. Have you met my wife? No. I think that's that's a lot of control out in the field, but uh, at home it's... Hold it? on, there's a truck using its air brakes outside. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> go, no, I thought ladies just... I, universities just... No. <laughs> like opening a can of beer. No, anyway, I feel sorry for... You're out of... Just like gun... That, that, <laughs> what? Bullets, bullets in Private Ryan. <laughs> and just as deadly. And then, if it, and if it, then you hear one hit a piece of metal. Just, she just goes, oh, excuse me, I've just had a few beans. Yeah. <laughs> and then some guy, he just falls to the ground. And then you realise yeah. after a while there's a hole his in his head. <laughs> And you go, well, you shouldn't have been sitting so close to that. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't it wasn't a silent fluff. And I feel sorry for adults who do work as kindergarten teachers or childcare workers because mm. they have to sit on the floor. And if you're lowering yourself on oh. the floor, you are vulnerable to explosion. Compression. There's a compression. Yeah, compression there. and openness. And, uh, you know, oh. she's sitting down to read a little bit of, uh, there's room on my broomstick, and there was. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids are just going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> and, but so, so now you're in a position where the teacher has said uh, to you, Loz, look, I'll agree to only listen to 10% of what Maggie says when she comes to school. Um, if you agree if to you, only listen to 10%, 10% of, what of what she, she takes says. home. Yeah, exactly. So, because you've, so you've got a record. I mean, obviously, if, Maggie's going to school and saying, mm. my dad said this, my dad <laughs> does that. Okay. Uh, it's like, what? Well, what is she saying? Well, we so actually, what? how is she outing me? Well, we had an incident uh, this week, actually, where my daughter and uh, Georgie, if the kids are listening now. Lovely Kinga. And the radio off, yes. So Kinga uh, was our Not her real name. <laughs> <laughs> Kinga got on a little bit of strife at school and had to have a, a, bit, a bit of a word to 
her because she... Bit of time out. Yeah, because we, in in the Watts house on a Sunday night, we like to settle the kids down and we have what we call movie night. We, you know, we just literally just all sit down and we watch a kid's movie with the kids. Uh, oh, great. And, yeah, and we have a little bit of dinner. They can watch... Bit of sing, yeah, stalk, something. That's it, something like that. So anyway, recently we've kind of... Uh, because Wolf is eight and King's five, we sort of went, well, you know, they can watch some, some more entertaining films that maybe we can like. So anyway, we got to around to Austin Powers mm. and we oh, thought yeah, that was baby. fine. And that, yeah, there was, and we just thought that anyway, King loves it. And she was reciting some of the, um, names and terminology at school mm-hmm. and Who in, in particular, particular, one of the names of one of the characters, which was a lot of a genre. Ah, a lot of vagina. And she was saying a lot of vagina a lot at school. And then my wife said something to her teacher. She was saying heaps of oh, just so much, a lot of so much vagina. Oh, just and it was just she's just saying it to the point where the teacher said, "Uh, "King, we you can't say that." And she goes, "No, it's not a swear. It's not a swear. It's It's a character." She goes, "Oh, we're aware of that, and we heard about the Watts Family Night, a movie night. So you know what? You need to pull it back." She goes, "No, but I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is a lot of vagina. I know what you're (laughs) saying, and stop saying it. Stop saying it." Stop saying vagina. Stop. Just. All of us. <laughs> Leaves us looking like, just all of you, just stop now. I feel like King is teacher right we now. Se- we have said it like 40 times. Mm. So look, we did say that we were going to change the show a little bit. We had something else in mind, but we're going to go with uh, something a bit different to start it off, which is, what has your kids said at school? Have they repeated something? Mm. Have they gone to school, shot their mouth off, maybe told a home truth? Maybe dobbed you in. It might not necessarily have been a swear. They might have said where mum and dad hide something, or maybe when oh, yeah. one of mum's they might have um, found something. Mum, one of mum's delicate electronics uh, mm. might have been hidden. I don't, they might I have don't seen know. you doing something and told a teacher. <laughs> they might have heard something. <laughs> they used all of their senses. And it's like, and they go to school and they tell. What do they tell? What do they not. tell? One triple three five three. What has your kid said at My school? My dad eats smoke out of a water pipe. <laughs> What? Nothing. <laughs> My dad cuts the hose sometimes for no reason. What have your kids said when they've mm. gone to school? It's an age old one. It's, it's a bit of a cracker because uh, my kid has been, my daughter has been reciting lines from um, Austin Powers movies in yep. front of everyone to the point yeah. where she was told to stop being like a father. I think you can say the V word. Vagina. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, was, once, I wasn't sure. But uh, you wouldn't con- constantly say, you wouldn't allow it. You'd have to pull up a child and say, stop that. Um, or, you know, have does your kid go to school and say, mum and dad were cuddling, but in the nude? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to maintain a bit of body temperature. Yeah. Um, what well, have your kids said at school? That's yeah, what we're asking. Yeah, yeah. Anything embarrassing or overly revealing. Susie in Epping. Hi, Susie. Hey. Great to have you on the show, Susie. What did your kid tell at school? What did they dob in? Well, that wasn't really dobbing. So he was at school, preschool, and they said, come on, kids, gather around, sit in a circle. We're going to play a game, a great game. And he said, oh, I know this one, dip, dip, dog shit. <laughs> and we were, oh, no, duck, duck, goose, actually. <laughs> what do they call it? Duck, duck, goose. Duck, duck, goose? No, it's dip, dip, dog shit. Yeah, no, yeah, he plays dip, dip, dog shit. They play it, duck, duck, goose. Is that what yeah. duck, duck, goose is? Because I've heard my kids talking no, about duck, duck, goose. Oh, they are. Okay, good. Figuring out who wins something. Yeah, okay, good. I wasn't sure because I, I, I've heard my kids say uh, goose, goose, duck, or duck, duck, goose, whatever it is, whatever the duck it is. I don't know. Um, but I don't I, know what the duck it is either. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing gear. Yeah, it's, be part oh, of it. Be part of it. Scott in Wollongong. Hello, mate. There you go, mate. Very good indeed. All right, what has your kid said at school? Um, the young bloke was in third or fourth class in primary school and um, you guys familiar with Rosie magazine. It's a... It's a sort of a lifestyle sort of pornographic sort of magazine. <laughs> a lifestyle porno, like people gardening yeah. in the nude or? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Anyway. Hey, well, Scott, I've just, one of my producers just handed me a note saying that it is the cheapest, wrongest, most broken, pov bogan porn you can get in Australia. Is that true? It's not cheap. It's bloody expensive now. <laughs> um, anyway. It's pov and bogan, but it's not cheap. <laughs> Much, yeah. Um, I, I get a phone call off the ex-missus saying that I have to go into school because young fellas took some stuff to school and I've got to pick it up. <laughs> it's just too busy to go and pick it up. 
Oh, awesome. Have a crack, have a crack the lay at what it was. Wow. I walked in there, and here's this funky young teacher there with this brown envelope, and says, there you go, and she's gone all red, and I've got told her, whatever it is, I don't know what it is, so I've opened the envelope up and pulled it out. Oh. Not the stuff in the envelope, that is. And yeah, here's two or three <laughs> racing magazines out of the drawer that the seven-year-old's taken to school to, to show and tell. Oh, mate, seriously. <laughs> Hide it under a jumper, Scotty. You know, do something better. Hey? They were They were well hidden, but obviously... Well, not really, were they? Because if your kids are sniffing out and taking to school... Top drawer next to the form guide isn't a hiding place. <laughs> uh, unreal. Anyway, that, that was it. Yeah, all, all right. right, mate. Listen, maybe hide it separately from the hand lotion as well. What um, was the name of that Pov Bogan porno magazine? <laughs> no, let's moving right along. Joe in Canterbury, how are you? Hey, guys. Good, thanks. How are you? Great. Good, Joe. All right, tell us, what did your kids say at school? Well, this is more my brother. It's probably a bit more dark and disturbing than the other stories I've heard. But um, we've learnt about the birds and the bees at a very, very young age. And um, my brother was in kindy and I was only in preschool. (laughs) And he told all his classmates, you know, the reason why your nan and pop are buried on top of each other is so they can have sex when they're dead. Oh, skeletal. Got with all these parents. Yeah, technically they've both got a boner then, haven't they? So (laughs) (laughs) Oh Joe, you still with us? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. So how did they deal with it? Oh, yeah, so mum copped it quite uh, quite well, and she said, look, I'm sorry that my son is uh, very well educated in that department, but um, look, you know, if that's what my parents are doing while they're dead, good luck to them. Oh. <laughs> Dirty old well, man and pop. Dirty old man. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, no. uh, they're not even going to let death stop them oh. from rolling. Okay, all right, we're going too far now. Oh. A couple of stiffs. <laughs> 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 Three, technically. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we got <Andrew>. another caller. <laughs> Andrew of the Central Coast. Hello, mate. Hey, how are you guys? Very good. All right. What did your kids say at school? They went and told the teacher that I had a sore, daddy had a sore doodle. <laughs> oh, what, what had you been doing, Andrew? <laughs> oh, I had a vasectomy. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> you know, you got to teach, tell the kids, you know, not be careful, you know, no jumping on dad for a yeah. while. And... Yeah. Fair enough. Look, I thought maybe you had broken arrow, and I thought that's not something you need to share with your kids. <laughs> yeah, which, you, know, you know, broken arrow oh, is telling me. Yeah, know. I know. Okay, we'll it's a great that. movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a bad thing to happen, though. Great movie. <laughs> bad incident. Finally, Lee in Richmond. Hi, Lee. Hey, how you going? Really good. All right. What was your kids said at school? Okay, it wasn't at school. I actually work in retail, and I was uh, on the cash register one day, and I'm talking to the mum, and the little boy pipes up and says to me, the other night at the dinner table... Mum and Dad are talking about the number 69, and that's their favourite number. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Mind you, the mum's six months pregnant at the time, and she's gone bright red, and I didn't know what to say. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 you have done, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You've broken Merrick Watson Lawrence Mooney here, Lee. You've broken I'm still chat. I still <laughs> applaud and stand up when they say it in a bistro in the old day. Number 69. <laughs> <laughs> you chicken palmer's ready. <laughs> Lois, what have we got? We've got uh, Big Mal's voicemail coming up in just a few minutes. What's well, the uh, yesterday, topic today? Yesterday, Mez was the Prime Minister's birthday. So happy birthday oh. to him, the, the 25th of August or the 24th? What's the date today? Yeah, so the 24th of August, uh, and he was born in 1953. Of so October? He was, yeah. He was, <laughs> mm. I wouldn't yeah, worry about October. the day, worry about the month. <laughs> no, it's October. Yeah, so he's a Scorpio like you. Are you a Scorpio? I'm a Scorpio, yeah. And you know what's happening on your birthday, don't you? Yeah. I'm throwing a massive party at the Anmore. I can't believe and, you've done uh, this. It's awesome. Yeah, it's for you. Uh, it's called Like Literally. It's my comedy festival show, and I brought it up to Sydney on November the 18th, and only a few tickets left. So uh, for those fans of the show, yep. get in, because Merrick will be there. He won't be on stage. He'll no, be no, I'll be nowhere near it. I'll be, I'll be in the audience just, uh, just trying to blend in uh, by yeah. having a, a sign and it's wearing a yeah. T-shirt that says, Hi, it's Large Merrick. <laughs> headdress. Yeah. Uh, Papua New Guinea headdress. Yep. And... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> naked, just covered in I'm going to kill a mud. bird of paradise and just wear it on mm. my head to bring attention to myself. It's a lovely thing you've done to organise mm. this uh, this gig <laughs> of uh, your very successful comedy festival show in a return yeah. at the Emerald, which you know is my favourite venue. Mm. And it's not some country. kind of just coincidence. Uh, no. I don't want you to think that. that no, I was just no, I know. You told me. You just said, touring proceed, to rate cash. Proceed going to Merrick. Because no, no. no. He, oh. Lawrence, I don't even know if Lawrence is charging money for the tickets. If he is, I'm sure <laughs> <Yeah>. it's reasonable. <laughs> but I don't know. Are you coming, Liam? Uh, what day was it? Oh, far out, mate. Oh, wow. What day? November the 18th. November, November the 18th. Oh, it's Saturday, Saturday night, night November the 18th. Day, oh, no. Liam's oh. at home with his family. Oh. Oh. oh, raising his child and being kind to his wife. Who's at oh. home with yours, Loz? Oh! Oh! Oh, oh besmirching the sanctity of my marriage yet again. <laughs> you dirty, dirty little man. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Helping small business grow is my passion. Hi, I'm Mark Boris, and I want to share that passion with you with my podcast, The Mentor. If you're into business, listen now on Podcast One as I get the stories from those just starting out and those on the verge of a major turning point. Join me for The Mentor, and I might just help your business grow as well. Download the app or listen now at podcastone.com.au. No matter what you're into, there's one for everyone. Podcast One. Sorry, it's been with this afternoon. What's happening at Big Mel? What's happening at the Lodge? Well, as we said, Mel, uh, uh, Mez rather, <laughs> your name's not Mel. You're no. not a woman. <laughs> you're not transitioning, <laughs> are you? Because if you were, is, it, 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 what is your, like what, what's your, what's your, fem- <laughs> what's your female name of choice, actually? Miranda. If you were going to transition, right. Beatrice. You Beatrice, because I would, I'd definitely go Jacinta. Oh, Jacinta Moon. No, I've rethought this. Jacinta She's Moody. a strong woman, and <laughs> no, I've changed my name, Jasmine, and I'm, I'm Jasmine a, and I'm, Jacinta. I'm we'd be a couple of sisters out on the town. We'd be so loose. <laughs> we would be seriously. We'd be, we'd be oh blind. God. We'd be no good. I mean, you know, some sort of US. Sorry, state. girls, you can't come in Sorry. here. Shut so, up, mate. Some, some, sort of, <laughs> some sort of USS naval vessel comes to town and it's just... Okay, uh, what's going on? No, forget the Prime Minister. We're talking about how many sailors... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I think we are. <laughs> That's a different voicemail. All right. <laughs> the time. It was... It, anyway, as I was saying, Jasmine, uh, it's the... <laughs> It's the Prime Minister's birthday yesterday, and we have got unfettered access to his voicemail. So let's see if he had a happy day. Hello, it's the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull speaking. Yesterday was my birthday, and happy birthday to me. But I didn't get what I wanted. I wanted Tony run over by the Manly Ferry as he went swimming across Sydney Harbour. I wanted the yes vote complete so I could party with impunity off chops at Stonewall <laughs> after the LGBTQI gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. And I wanted to skin up a fatty with my first love, Lucy, take the edge off and get my yayas out, but I was called away on official business. Tell me what you got me and leave a message. Hello, Mr Prime Minister, it's Rudy Vanderstone here, the stereotypical Dutchman from Medicville. Mother and I have invested in a tantric sexual retreat for you and Lucy. You'll be our guests and we'll spend the weekend naked with us exploring new frontiers in physical expression about resisting any form of orgasms. Uh, you will learn correct teabagging, cupping, the steaming kettle and other tea-making techniques. And, of course, an advanced class in the Dutch rudder, which I believe Merrick is very, very, very experienced in. Uh, the downside is all the food will be cooked in a Dutch oven. <laughs> It's Rudy. Hi, <laughs> Larry, speaking, Mr. Turnbulls. I think every man should have an axe, Mr. Turnbulls. It's an essential tool for survival. You need an axe to chop wood, splice a rope, and dismember political opponents. Heads, arms, legs. <laughs> I'm only joking, Mr. Turnbulls. No, I'm not. Chop, 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 chop. You're the man, Mr. Turnbulls. Jackie. Turbo, you egregious load of ectoplasmic political horse manure. I'd like to give you a punch in the windpipe so you sound like a man, not a ninny. A smack across the ear to wake yourself up to yourself and a kick in the chance crackers for the pure pleasure of it. Glenn, Glenn, that's the Prime Minister speaking, please. <laughs> Sorry, too far. Happy birthday, Slazarus. 
<laughs> Hello, Malcolm. It's Pino speaking. Old Pinus Radiata, the pine cone, the pine nut, the Pino Silvestri, Pin Pin the Pony Boy. <laughs> I don't know what to get you, Malcolm. What do you get a man that's got everything? I got you the leadership. How do I top that? Ooh, I'd love to give you something massive. Yes, massive. And shiny. No, something personal. Yes, something personal. Very personal. Deeply personal. Something that's unique in between us. The two of us. Personal. Between us. Personal and between... It's, oh, it's Pino. Loz, <laughs> on a Thursday afternoon at this time, we like to uh, enjoy Wednesday. making... Was it? Wet. Thursday. Wet. Oh, yeah, Wednesday. tomorrow. Lawrence thinks it's August and you think it's Thursday. We are did flying. I say August? You did. Well, I'm did flying. I? Yeah. I'm stuck in August. <laughs> August was a big month, man. It's huge. <laughs> I, wrote right. a re- I wrote a review for Lonely Planet about Canberra in August. <laughs> <laughs> How munted with you? Oh, Lonely Planet Canberra munted? Oh, no. that's huge. Lawrence um, can't come to school. He thinks he's a lizard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Canberra's great. That's the two things. So it's Wednesday. Anyway, don't panic. Wednesday. A few people got a bit panicky there. Yeah, relax everyone. It's Wednesday. Whatever. Yep. On a, sometimes on a day, at about this time, <laughs> occasionally, we might do a thing. In a and, month. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it could be any month. It could be a day or it could be an afternoon. It could be now. Uh, we do a thing occasionally that's this. Which is, what are we doing, Liam? We're doing a quiz, Mary. Oh, God, I <laughs> yeah. love this. We're doing a quiz. We I do love this every quiz. Wednesday. <laughs> hey, um, have, you, uh, have you two heard about Ben Simmons? Are no. you across who Ben Simmons is? Okay, not Ben too. Simmons, if you're not across him, uh, don't worry, the quiz isn't about him, but it's uh, based around him because he is uh, the young Australian, 21-year-old, who is mm. absolutely tearing the NBA apart yeah, at basketball. the moment. Yeah, he's yeah. A, oh, yeah. He's yeah. a young lad. No, I have heard about him. He plays for the... <laughs> New Orleans Perth Wildcats. <laughs> plays for the Brisbane Bullets. He plays for the, plays for the Utah Sydney Kings. He plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, oh. He doesn't play for the Philadelphia Cream Cheeses? No. Does he? he doesn't play for the Philadelphia Steamers. <laughs> he plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. And if he does, that's fine. We don't care if he does. No. That's his choice. Yeah. If he, if he chooses but if you haven't Steamers. heard of him now... Um, if people haven't heard of him now, they will, because he is set to become Australia's first truly global superstar of basketball. Um, he's 21 years old. He's just mm-hmm. the stats he's racking up in his first four games are quite amazing. He will be one of the greats. Well, of what the about game. Bogut? Bogut's pretty good. No, nah, no, nah, this this guy's Much next bigger. level. This really? guy is Andrew Bogut was always a real solid contributor, what? but this guy is a superstar. Where did Ben grow up? Ben is a, a Melbourne boy. His dad, Dave Simmons, used to play for the Melbourne Tigers in the NBL. His okay. dad was American, came yep. out here when the NBL was thriving back in the early 90s. Yep. Um, but now uh, Ben is over there playing his trade. He Good, was luck, to anyway, Good luck to him. What's this and we're owning this him. Quiz, he's one of ours. Oh, he's absolutely one of us. But this quiz. Was, was the quiz what teams he played for? No, this is quiz it, is, is about, it about basketball. It's about Aussies who've gone global. Oh. So it's a bit Merrick. of a who am I set up. All right. <laughs> Yeah, no, America and you are not the answer to any of these questions. you meant like when you go to Thailand on a footy trip? No. No. Rolf Rolf went global, didn't he? (laughs) For the wrong reasons. This is a quiz about Aussies. Yeah, but still, it should be part of the quiz. Okay. Don't discriminate. Serve your time. Do your crime. I don't know. Okay. Lawrence, what are our buzzer categories for today? Um... Famous Australians that have gone global. Well, they're the answers, so maybe pick something else. <laughs> okay. okay, all right. Um, well, you've got to you've got to get on an airline to go global. So I will be Pan Am. Okay, Merrick. Uh, I'm going to be Pan. Don't be Pan anything else. <laughs> okay. What about you? you could be no, Air I'm India. Be, you know, I'm going to be Olympic. Okay, because they're also defunct. As Pan well. Am and Olympic. Okay. Here we go. First question. So to who am I style? There's hmm. three clues for each person. You've got to tell me who the Aussie Gold Global is. That was them taking off. <laughs> that was excellent. This is this is Aussie number one. Here we go. Born in 1968 in Melbourne, this Aussie Gone Global began her career in a soap operas including the Sullivans, Skyways, and the Henderson Kids. Yes, Lawrence Mooney. It is um, Portia de Rossi. Okay. Ooh. Any guesses, Olympic? Um, Otherwise, we'll move on. Because Paul um, Rossi's in a relationship with Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, they, very good. All right, next clip. two ladies. Uh, this yeah. Aussie went truly global in 2001 with this what song. What's the answer to the last one? No, it's the same person. More, what? Oh, okay. More clues. <laughs> more clues. With right. this song as covered here by Coldplay. I just can't get you out of my head. Olympic. 
It's, uh, it's you know, what's the name? Singing Budgery, uh, uh, Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue, Correct. Mate. It is Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Bang. Okay, number two. This Aussie gone global was given the first name Keith in 1931, although that is not the name he is known by. He took over the family business at the age of 21, mm-hmm. and he's actually a former Aussie gone global, having given up his Australian citizenship in 1985. Olympic. Yes. Rupert Murdoch. Correct. Oh, that very is good. very good. Very good. Merrick Watts, yeah. uh, Olympic, two. currently on two. Pan Am yet to score. All right, number three. This is how Michael Parkinson introduced this Aussie Gone Global on his show. My special guest is quite simply special. If we see his like again, we'll be very lucky. Fact is, he's unique, he's irreplaceable. Ladies and gentlemen. Any guesses? Oh. Aussie Gone Global special. Um, <laughs> oh. oh, it's hard. We can no, move on to the next Olympic, one. Olympic, Olympic Maddie Newton. More, okay. Can I have more clues? You can. Yep. This Aussie Gone Global's endorsements over the years have included a brand of underwear, messages on hold, which is a phone message company. Oh, yeah. He had his own computer mm. game. Olympic. Pat Rafter. Oh, as well oh. as a spokesman role with VB. Oh, um, Pan Am. Yes, Pan Am. John Mellion. <laughs> he used to do the, the VB ads. Right. Matter of fact, I've got it now. Do you think he would have been on Michael Parkinson's talk show? Shut know. up. <laughs> last Who clue. It? Who was it? All right, last clue. Go this on. Aussie Gone Global has yeah. three children from his first marriage and in 2013 called off his engagement to Liz Hurley. Olympic Warney. Correct. Bang. He is yeah, very special. Yeah. Wow. Three, three zip. zip. He could make it a clean sweep here. Lozzie got undies mm. on. All right, this Aussie Gone Global. Oh, listen, mate. Oh, I come oh, here to go no. to work. Not Mike. to be just okay. discriminated against. You're right and, there, Har- you're right there, Harvey yeah. Flanagan. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh. Excuse me, Liam Weinstein. I just want to get on with my work. Oh, we made you. Right. We've compared you to uh, one of the most abhorrent humans in the world. <laughs> this is a you quote like attributed. This is a quote well. attributed to this Aussie Gone Global. Every time we witness an injustice and do not act, we train our character to be passive in its presence and thereby eventually lose all ability to. Defend ourselves and those we love. Pan Am. Yes. Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> no. Any guesses, Olympic? Michael, go um, on to the next clue. This Aussie went truly global when he established his non-profit organisation in 2006. Ooh. Non-profit or not-for-profit? Oh, mm. I, I can go. I think it's non-profit. Oh, man, you got Final clue, this Aussie Gone Global is currently holed up in the Ecuadorian Embassy in London. Uh, Olympic. Pan Am. Oh, Olympic's in there. The Milky Bar Kid. <laughs> you mean Julian Assange? <laughs> I'm giving it to Olympic. All right, this is for a Yay! clean sweep. We've never had this before. Oh, Final clue. Uh, hold on. I'm just going to take my pants off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this Aussie Gone Global. Just, to, just so I can relax. This Aussie Gone Global was once a singing penguin, as heard here. <laughs> From the kids' okay. movie Happy Feet. I don't know, but I do like it. Okay. Pan Am. Yes. Peter Andre. <laughs> In 2001, this Pan Aussie. Am Rolf Harris. <laughs> In 2001, this Aussie going global was named the most beautiful person in the world by People magazine. Oh, Pan Am. Uh, oh. Heath Ledger. Pan Am. Nicole Keith Kidman. Ledger. Oh, clean sweet to Merrick oh, Watts. Oh. He's iced it. He pants me. That is Why good. are you guys writing docking on a piece of paper? What does that even mean? <laughs> you guys got you got a boat to sail? Why are you guys? I don't understand. What's the, what's I mean, the reference? No, they're taking some of my pay away. Oh, okay. <laughs> docking your pay. They're docking me, yeah. Because when you held a, a piece of paper up to Liam saying docking question mark, it was like, mm. oh, okay, you're losing some of your pay. <laughs> Say goodbye to Lawrence. <laughs> Let's uh, uh, uh Loss, come back tomorrow. We'll do it again. We'll do the let's same. Let's do it again, again tomorrow. All right, all right. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Ever get the feeling the world could be a better place but don't know how to do anything about it? 
I'm Amanda Tattersall. If you want to change the world, my podcast one series, Changemakers, is the one for you. Stories from around the world that show change is possible and give you tips to help make it happen. Stories of people who've been shot at, jailed and threatened with life behind bars simply because they want the world to be a better place. Download the app or listen now at podcastone.com.au. No matter what you're into, there's one for everyone. Podcast One. Well, listen, a couple of blokes are very, very lucky. Uh, they had a, a near escape in Dural um, at the tyre power on Newline Road there. I know, well, well, I don't know the tyre power specifically. You mean they got out of Dural? Yeah, I think, they're, I think they're in the centre of it. So there might have been, it technically might have been an epidural. <laughs> been making that joke for 15 years strong. Kills in dural. Yeah, well, and you know who loves it? Nurses in the medical fraternity. Yep. They love it. And mums. Yep. They love a good epidural. Anyway, uh, they were uh, there when a, a truck tyre exploded at the tyre power um, and shredded their pants inflicting some minor leg injuries. Uh, I guess it would, The though. boys are doing okay. Yeah. But the tire blew up, right, mm. and shredded their pants. That How is, lucky is that? That is a, uh, you know, because the, the old crotch split, particularly for blokes, that's a real, like, that's a real oh, common occurrence. It's not uncommon. You know, sometimes, like, you know, you're at a wedding or something like that. Maybe, you know, you, you're giving a bit too much on the dance floor. Maybe the Macarena's on. You've had 100, and you've just gone, this feels like a right thing to do. You know, a bit of nutbush city limits before you know it. Both your nuts are the city limits. I've got a confession, to make, a, a pants-splitting confession to make, Merrick, actually. When I first started at the radio station um, and I was working on the street team, I was driving the uh, the um, the rock patrol around, handing out icy cold cans of Coke. And you and I used to kick the footy in the office together. Yes. And this was really early on. Like, I probably yeah. only met you a half, a couple of times. So this would have been, what, the fourth or the fifth time I was working at Triple M? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. All I remember is you left and came back a couple of times. I can't but even, I can't this might have been the first time. Okay. But we were kicking, and I again, probably the second time I'd met you, we were <laughs> kicking the football just out there. Yeah. I reckon on about the third kick, yeah. the crotch of my jeans just went. And I was let, and I had to go out and do a shift in Parramatta that day. Oh. So I spent the day out in Church Street Mall in Parramatta oh. with a massive, with no hole left, with no, with no crutch left in my jeans, oh. handing out icy cold cans of Coke and stickers to kids. Why don't you just like, I don't know, just, you have to do that thing, that embarrassing, <laughs> do that embarrassing thing where you have to go and get a windshield or tie it around your waist like a Libra Fleur tampon ads. You know, you would probably be too young to remember. It's like, oh, no, no. so embarrassing. You have to wear a jumper tied around my waist. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Like, when I remember the pain, the humiliation. It's one of those things that, you know, when you're humiliated as a child, it can be character forming. And for me, it wasn't. It was just humiliating. But I was uh, probably about... Oh, I think probably nine or 10 or something like that. And I was going on a school excursion. I was wearing a pair of shorts that my mum had made me oh. because that's what my mum did. She made our yep. clothes and then she used to sew the labels off other fashion brands. So anyway, I remember that very specifically, these were kind of like a Hawaiian motif oh, nice. of um, board shorts that my mum had sewn and they had a quicksilver badge on the bottom left-hand <laughs> side. No pockets. Yeah. Anyway, and I did something mildly active on the school bus on the way to the school excursion and split my dax over. A cross-stitch around the crotch wasn't ideal? Uh, Mum had not done the job properly. <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, in my tiny little, I'm just going to say, my tiny little ill-formed gonads, just there, just... <laughs> Your baby peas fell out. Just there. They were. They were like yeah. baby peas. Yeah. Not sweet baby peas. Not sweet. Not sweet at all. You wouldn't put me in on those. You would not put mint sauce on those. We haven't even asked for calls yet. Are we getting calls? And Doug's called through. That's what's great about this show. Doug in Kellyville. Hello, mate. Yeah, good morning, boys. Good afternoon, I should say. Whatever, mate. I don't care. I thought it was... (laughs) Lawrence thought it was August. I thought it was Thursday. I'm a bit confused today. Doug? Uh, I'm just thinking thinking of beer o'clock, actually, in about 10 minutes. Don't don't remind me. Um, (laughs) Doug, when have you split your dax? Okay, back when I was about 30, I was a funeral director back in the day, and uh, we uh, had the uh, casket on a trolley as you've gone to many funerals. And uh, the family was at the front row, and there was four guys uh, ready to lift up the uh, coffin to put it mm. on their shoulders. Mm. And I helped them, and uh, what happens? Next minute, split the dax. Oh, no. In front of the family. <laughs> oh, and you, you can't put the coffin down either. No, you can't. You can't yeah. 
No. So what do you do? You just did you try? Did you walk funny? Do you do that thing where you just try and compress your legs together and it looks like you're about to crap yourself, but really it's not. It's you've just split your axe. Well, I had to go with the flow because I was the uh, conductor of the service, so I had to lead the. Mm. Mm. The was mm. out well, and the family followed. Speaking of the conductor, Doug, you obviously had your baton out, so you're ready to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty right with myself, Doug. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know what we'll do? We'll take some more calls after this because we're going to go to a song with a joke like that. One triple three five three. Give us a call. When have you split your dax? Go, Sydney. Seriously. So many calls. On one triple three five three. When have you split your dax? What's going on? It's either a problem with the city or a problem with this audience or a problem with me. I'd say all, all of the above. above. Yeah, absolutely. Taking your calls on one triple three. When have you split your dax? We've got Michael in Newcastle. Hello, mate. How are you, boys? Very good indeed. When have you split your dax? Mate, take you back to when I was 14 in the 80s. Um, lived on a farm. Had these hot chicks come up from Sydney, come and stay at our farm. <laughs> sitting uh, sitting on the boat trying to, to tune these girls up. Stood up and uh, ripped the King G scoops off on the bollard on the boat. Oh. It just exposed the whole lot. Oh, no. <laughs> So you, you're about to bait up and get your tackle out, and then you accidentally got your tackle out and put your bait on. Uh, yeah, and, um, and uh, didn't, get, didn't get anywhere with the girl. So it was a yeah. bloody waste of time, that one. Yeah, you know why? Because you had two sinkers and a float. Look <laughs> 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 out, my climb on fire, It was mate. under regulation size. You had to throw it back. <laughs> 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 One of them said, I thought we were going for sardines. Not for minute. Okay, that's unfair. Phil, in Bondi. Hello, mate. Yeah, good day, mate. Look, so um, years ago, I'm in this job, and as it happens, I bend over and I split the back of my, my only pair of suit trousers that I had, like fully fully open at the back. And as it turned out, that day, that afternoon, I got fired, called in the manager's office and got fired, not because I split my pants, because <laughs> I was a dud worker. And he's told me to clear my desk out, you know, straight away. And I'm like, oh, you know, so I've gone to clear my desk out. And I think he felt a bit sorry for me. So he's come over. I'm carrying all these boxes and everything. He says, oh, look, do you want me to give you a lift home? And I'm like, F you. Like, I'm too proud for that. You just fired me. I said, I'll wait my own way home. And there I am on the street carrying all this stuff, literally with the ass hanging out of the pants. back of my back. Oh, God. Uh, Phil. Oh, you're like Michael and Douglas I- and falling down. Only you've split your dax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went on to become a superstar, so that's him. Yeah, oh. mate, that's great, Phil. Thank you very much. I like how he said, no, because I wasn't a good worker. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best part, the honesty. Kevin in Camden. Hello, mate. Hey, mate. All right, I when, when did you split your dax? one night. A double rip? A double rip. Okay, how'd this happen? I was doing martial arts, full contact martial arts, and that night we were doing grappling. And I've got the... Long martial arts pants on. We've done one grapple, and I felt them going rip straight through. And I thought, no, that's all right. I've got board shorts underneath. It'll be all good. Board shorts underneath underneath the uniform. Underneath the uniform. Interesting choice there. Why would you have board? Is not a pair of underpants. I had boxes on underneath those. Oh. They were very very loose, so they didn't cover anything. Mate, you covered double bag. Yeah, what's <laughs> you are you double bag? <laughs> like a couple of long necks on the way home from the pub. <laughs> Okay, yeah. But we've gone for the next move, and I felt more ripping, and I thought, no, nah, that's all right. It's just just the martial arts pants. Got halfway through the move, and I find out that it's actually the board shorts have ripped as well and exposed a lot. Oh, no. Mm. Before you know it, you got your nunchucks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, I had to quickly excuse myself after that. And, as soon as he said martial arts, oh, that you just, went, ju- yeah. just went, what looks like a pair of, <laughs> what looks, yeah, okay. Uh, Phil in Ermington. I'm on fire today, Lamb. Don't oh, no. deny me. I'm excited. Phil in Ermington, hello. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good, mate. When have you split your dax? Awesome. I was a building apprentice and I was uh, climbing up the wall, up the nogs, and there was a sparky apprentice actually opposite me. And as I climbed up onto the second nog, my um, pants split, boxes split. Tackle right in front of the four blokes face. Oh no! Yeah, showed, him, embarrassing. showed him your nuts and bolts. <laughs> you know what you yeah. did. You know you did. About, yes. about you know four inches away. Oh, four <laughs> inches away. So you've seen both the North and the South Islands. Nah. Bang! Great to have an old friend of mine, twenty plus year veteran friend of show business, Rove McManus. Great all to have you here, Rove. All the businesses, Mezzy. All the businesses, mate. Great to have you here at Triple M. What's it like? It's pretty rock. This isn't is it? radio is fantastic. It's. This is this is how it's done. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's comfortable. Mm. 
I like that you've got you've got the rock. You got the sport. And wait for it, guys! <laughs> and the comedy! And just zero Fs. <laughs> just, that that just, should be it, shouldn't it? Just Triple M, that. we don't have, we don't give an F. No, but no Fs. There. There's none. We, yeah, no, I, didn't, I didn't think that through very well. Uh, no, no, the only reason there's there's no Fs here is we actually don't have the budget for them. We yeah. would. There's no, there's no budget. We can, we can afford yeah. one F, it's like, well, but we, we really got to space it out. Like if you if you blow that F on a Monday, oh, yeah. geez, come Thursday. It's like, well, look, you're here, kicking guys, yourself. Do you want to have some Fs or would you like six cans of icy cold Coke to give out on the weekend? Always well, the Coke on the weekend. So, Always little, Coke on the weekend. so little Fs are giving that some Fs have gone to wear on this show this year, Merrick. I don't even notice. Now, can That's I, how few I give. Can I uh, pick a bone yeah. with Liam, if I may? Yeah, 100%. Oh, now, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but uh, Mez, you were part of a show that we've been doing uh, at the Giant Dwarf in t- Sydney, mm-hmm. and uh, Liam was in the audience mm. live tweeting. He was outed by a friend, outed. <laughs> About the fact that he, but his response was, oh, no, 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 because Lisa Wilkinson, yeah. and she's, she's quit Channel 9, and she looks like she's going to Channel 10, mm. and she's during going to the, the project. This is during the show. Yeah, mm. yeah. Right? Now, mm. I got off stage afterwards. You were telling me about it too, Mez, and I'm sitting there going. It's because Liam was telling me about it during the show. <laughs> and I'm like, I work on the project, and I don't know about this. <laughs> How? Wait a minute. How? Are you, how do you know about this? And I don't know about now, this. Yeah. In my defence, right, I don't want to hear it. This was a couple of Mondays ago. Here we go. Feel free when to bully happened, him too, by the way. Yeah, um, this was a couple of Mondays ago. Uh, it broke during your show. Yes, yes it the did. Popular the popular experiment, experiment on a giant dwarf, dwarf, which is fantastic, and yes. people should go and check it out. I saved my tweeting right. until uh, the break. In your show. Right. That's when I threw out the tweets. I was too busy concentrating on enjoying the show. Just oh, look at my tweets. Soaking it up whilst Liam was All I'm to... saying, Liam, is yeah. it's not so much about the tweeting during the show. It's just, could you not have just come up and said to me, hey, guess what's happening <laughs> yeah, with I... your show? You know and what? I could have gone, oh, you mean this one we're doing? You'd go, no, the other one. Like, you've got Lisa Wilkerson. I'd be like... Well, Good. That's great. <laughs> well, because it does affect you. Because the project, which Lisa Wilkinson is apparently signed to. Yes. Um, you know, you're an EP on that, an executive yes. producer on that. Um, and she's obviously gone to a new network from Nine. Do you love the sport of television, Rove? I mean, fantastic. You, what, you do. I like to think that really the offer from 10 was pretty simple. Well, there's two offers. Offer number one is you don't have to work with Carl Stefanovic. I think there's first offer. <laughs> Second <laughs> offer is if you don't like the job, it's all right. We might not exist in 12 months. So, 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 you're good. You're golden. Why wouldn't you take that? I take that. It's like the Triple M of television. <laughs> I can't wait though. That's going to be exciting. That's like it. It was the biggest story, wasn't it? Like yeah, it was like huge. there's nothing else. I know, that's happened we're in the just last like I think that, you know the average Australian, like people who work in the media, we're all obsessed by it. But, yeah. but you know the average Australian's just going, eh, it's got a new network. Isn't on. that what they all do? They all, at some point, they've all worked for everybody. Mate, with all the television experience you've got in this Here country, we go. Here we go. what do you like on, on television at the moment? What do you think's missing on telly at the moment? What do I like? I like, uh, there's a lot of good comedy at the moment. Uh, ABC's doing some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edge of the Bush, um, the, uh, if you saw the catering girls get cracking, it was fantastic. Uh, I have never really been a big drama person. But um, uh, The Walking Dead was back on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is one of those ones that, I don't know, just something about a zombie apocalypse Yeah, just flicks my buttons. But that's all scripted stuff. I just feel like we are, and it's easy for me to say so, and I don't want to come off all Daryl Summers about it, but I just feel there is the, the idea of just something that's a bit more, uh, it's not scripted. And live and a bit a bit unpredictable. Yeah, because I, I just feel like, you know, when I start was starting out, that was my thing. Like I would I would look at, I enjoyed comedy. Yeah. I enjoyed doing stand-up. But then you'd look at, I'd watch television and I'd think, yeah, but I'm not an actor. And there's, you don't, there's no stand-up show. So what do you do? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, I, and then there was Hey Hey. And I was like, oh, well, there's that. That's kind of, that's loose. That's, yep. that's silly. That's, that's fun. But uh, there's not really anything like that. Well, the, the thing is, it was a bit of a loaded question because I, f- I feel like there is a, a vacancy. There's an absence in Australian television at the moment for live Cooking stuff. shows? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. For short, bald Greek guys who punch up at the soccer. That's what's been And missing. then renovate a house. But, you know, they talk about, yes. like, you know, how the internet has uh, in some ways eroded live t- or television in general. Mm. But the thing about the internet is everything on the internet has happened. It's done. Mm. Right. So at the moment, a lot of stuff on television is 
happened. It's been done. We know that it's been fabricated, manufactured or, or, or anything else, but it's same with the internet. Whereas there's no live television. There's that sense of danger of anything could happen. Right. Like what you're doing with Rove Live, it was always like, this could, you know, even when I was on it, you just go, this could go horribly wrong slash right. Yeah, exactly. And there is, it, it almost feels like from the network point of view, where they are struggling with, with, people who can binge watch an entire series yeah. from day one that could spend a weekend just watching all 10 episodes if they want and, you know, and competing with social media and all those and online, like you're saying, well then why not have a something that is, you really want to watch this now and, da- they, and, and not because, well, who's going to get voted out this week. Mm. And there is an element of that. Don't get me wrong. I love, you know, I'm, I'm as hooked on the bachelorette as anyone else. And I love survivor. But um, this just is something that's like, it's one of those things that's in the zeitgeist, in the moment that you can interact with people watching it. Yeah, yeah. That was, you know, I think back to when we first started, we had a laptop. This is in 1999. We had a laptop I, on I the desk. I didn't. I, I had an Olympus typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> I had an abacus <laughs> and a team of monkeys with typewriters. But yeah, we had, a, we had an open laptop where people could log on to a message board yeah. and we could read it and we would use that to interact with people watching at home. Yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, that's you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. It's crazy to think that, yeah, you, you can do that now so instantaneously yep. that, uh, that there should be something that could harness that a little bit more and not just, oh, there's a hashtag and just talk, please just talk about it because we've already made it. Yeah, well, that's that's what I love about radios. It's always quite live, unless, of course, I've chosen to pre-record it, which is very common. But how great is it to be? This is what I I love about radio too. I love it's one of those few mediums that still has that immediacy. Yep. Like you say, have you split your pants? <laughs> Call in and tell us now. I can't tell you the joy. I did a I gig. Uh, mine was I had I did a gig, and I had to. There was I was doing a little act out thing. I was in me performance mode, and I turned around, and the audience started laughing, which is fine. I was doing a bit and I turned around again, laughter again. And it wasn't, it was a joke that was meant to just die down a little bit. Cause I keep doing this bit where I'm turning around and turning around, but it kept, the laughter kept going. It's like, no, it's not meant to escalate. It's meant to just drop off. And that's, and it wasn't until it wasn't even, I finished my set, went home and I was on the <laughs> walk home, just reached back to get something out of my pocket and then oh. went, I'm, tu- I'm touching my underpants right now. There. It was like, I'm, it was I'm like just... Superman tried to expose his chest out of my ass. Just that sort of big, <laughs> you know, when he pulls Weinstein the buttons himself. and just goes, <laughs> exactly. Just so, uh, I don't know what novelty there. underpants I would have had on that day. Cause I would have guaranteed. Had the, I was say, the thing, the delight I take <laughs> when I say, when have you split your DAX? And I just see that entire board yeah. of computer calls, computers, screen, yep. whatever it is, just go nuts. Just like, go, and you just know all these people right now just going, finally, <laughs> the store. I've been waiting oh, every day for this. God. Oh, where did where you put this? Nan's ashes? I had nothing for that. Split your pants. <laughs> I'm there. Rob McManus joins me. Uh, Rob's doing two shows currently. One's called I've Got Nothing, mm-hmm. uh, which is on at Giant Dwarf. You can go to giantdwarf.com.au. And, of course, I mentioned the popular experiment uh, earlier as well. But um, I've Got Nothing is a unique idea for a show because you, you do Doing nothing up next. We're actually going to put that to the test, Rove. Let's Rof. do it because <laughs> that's that's essentially the Good way practice. I do the show. So there we go, Rove. The concept of I've got nothing, mm. as you can imagine, appeals to me enormously, Liam. <laughs> that's what we were going to call just, Merrickville. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to call it, I've got less than nothing, but Liam's got something, and they went the title's too long. Yeah. <laughs> I said, can we just make it Liam's got something? They said, no, your name needs to be. And I said, well, you know what? This is just this is difficult. God, red tape, guys. Yeah. No, we don't have any red tape either. We don't. We can't afford. We can't afford red tape. <laughs> Red tape or an icy cold can of Coke, oh, man? No, definitely the Coke. Oh, Always yeah. the Coke. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Always the Coke. Okay, so Liam's devised something which is going to test the oh, I've got nothing well, theory. When Merrick says Liam's devised something, what happened? Rove's coming in today. What should we do with him? Oh, can you just prepare something for the last break? That'd be great. Okay, okay no worries. Yeah. Well, what I've got more news on Lisa Wilkinson, is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> something about. No, but apparently Carl's going to the ABC. Good, got it. Yeah. Right. Knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, money. Well, Rove, what I thought, because you're a big Doctor Who fan. There we go. You're it's also you're also a big wrestling fan. Yes. Two things that Merrick Watts hates. <laughs> <laughs> so what I, I would like, I like you Doctor to Who do in the spirit of I've Got Nothing, your show on at uh, Giant Dwarf mm-hmm. November 9, mm-hmm. I'd like you to convert Merrick to either Doctor Who or wrestling. You can choose. 
I'm gonna choose wrestling. Okay. Oh, tough one. Now, Mez, you you enjoy your footy. I do. Okay. Mm. Now you also know the agony of defeat when you're watching the footy, right? Mm-hmm. What if you went into the game knowing that your beloved Magpies, let's say, mm-hmm. were going to win, and even when it looks like it's they're on their way, you're going like they're ten goals down. How's this going to happen? Mm. But so, like a time traveler, mm. you know that they're going to win. How would how would that make you feel? Because it's rigged. Because it's rigged. Because you know in advance. Mm. Oh, but I know they're going to win. Of course they're going to win. Mm. I like that. There we go. <laughs> there that was we way go. Too easy. Oh, that was actually a, a that's really, kind of that that's was literally kind of the best argument I've ever heard for wrestling <laughs> in my life, and you came up with it like that. That was very good. Yeah. I'm not even. I shit you not. That was very impressive because I went. There's no way no one you convinced me. <laughs> That it's going to be good for me. And I went, no, I just, no, you've taken me to a happy place there. Suddenly. <laughs> and, and, as, and as someone who uh, does uh, barrack for the beleaguered Fremantle Dockers, there's something I would love to know that I don't have to turn up for this one. <laughs> just, it's in the bag. Oh, but then we're kind of like that anyway. Ours, our outcome is usually predetermined as well. We're going, yeah, it ain't going to be this who's, week either. Who's the best wrestler now? Who's like the current, the guy, you know, who's the junkie well, dog today? <laughs> The uh, the big guy that everyone would be talking about at the moment is, is probably John Cena. He's like the yeah, Hulk yeah. Hogan. I've He's starting to head out into doing... Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson style acting. Yep. Um, but he's kind of the he's he's the big guy that's out there at the moment. Is he a massive unit like the Rock? He looks like a condom is full of walnuts. <laughs> that's what he looks like. Eric, you know what that looks like. Don't you know you? that yeah. look. We've all been there. Yeah, kids, God, I mean, he hasn't been drunk at a party. The first time you see one, I wonder how many walnuts I could fit <laughs> in this. <laughs> or sometimes you go to Woolies and you buy a bag of walnuts and you go, I don't want to carry it around in this bag. No. Can we go get some prophylactics. Yeah, aisle twelve. Go to aisle twelve. <laughs> exactly. We well, can carry all your shopping in one exactly. of those bags, uh, guys. Um, it's better for the environment. Yeah. Are we not? Have we not just realized that now? Exactly. <laughs> How <laughs> many plastic bags? You go to the. You go to Woolies, right? Yep. I don't want a bad mouth. Woolies. You go to Coles. You go to Aldi. You go to wherever you want to. Mm. You're gonna get how many plastic bags at the end of the day? Ugh. What if I could convince you? <laughs> Guys, like wrestling mm, with Mary. Mm, mm. What if I could convince you? What if you could fit all of your shopping in one handy condom? Well, there you go. There you go. You know what, though? You're taking your first step into a larger world. As a purely prophylactic means, I don't think I'd go for an Aldi condom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's right in the center aisle next to the violins. Yeah. You know, they just have that weird bin in the middle. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, yeah. we're just selling some weird, like, European converted name. Yes. It just comes out. It's go, oh, can I have a packet of prongs? It's just like prongs. I love their cat kits. They're delightful. They're <laughs> so know. delicious. I'm going to put on a prong? I don't want to wear a prong. Well, I think we've just proven the point that you can literally start with nothing and also end with nothing. Sounds good to me. Mm. Rode McManus has been an absolute pleasure to have you in the studios here at Triple M. I've got um, somebody going to get you an icy cold can of Coke. <laughs> Please do. Uh, you're on at Giant Dwarf. You can go to giantdwarf.com.au for more details. Thanks, mate. Thank good to see you. you. Pleasure. That was the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app.